can't believe you two took that raving lunatic seriously. Check up on your people, man. Check up on your people. Check up on your loved ones. Check up on your friends. Check up on check up on your relationship. Check up on your coworkers. Check up on a stranger, even if that would work out. I don't know if that would work out, but check up on your people, man. Check up on people. Ask them. We need to do that more. We need to do that more. We don't do that enough, I don't think. You know, and and I don't know, especially as, you know, and men especially, like men particularly, we don't check up on each other enough. And what do I mean by that? Is that we don't check up on our brothers we don't check up on our people enough. We don't check check up on your brothers, man. Like, check up on them. Like, make sure that everything is good with them mentally. Try to figure out where they're at mentally. A lot of, a lot of you people, you're going to deny a lot. And you're going to hear a lot of denial. And you're going to hear a lot of, no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm straight. I'm good. You're going to hear a lot of that. But, you know, you have to keep being persistent at it. You got to be that one friend, you know, in your circle that checks up on your brothers, that checks up on your brother's mental health and see where, see where you, they're at. You need to do that. And, man, I don't think as men we do that enough. We don't do that enough. And so, and sometimes it's a good opportunity to put y- your closest people, your friends, your brothers in check and check them and make sure that they're still focused, that they're still in the game, that their head is still in the game. It's something that's not discussed enough. It's something that's not addressed enough, especially the ways on how to do it. You know, because you could be the closest of close to somebody and often not really know what's going on. You sense that there's something going on, but you don't really know how to ask. You don't really know how to say it. You don't really know how to bring it up. You don't really know how the other person's going to take it. Um, And sometimes somebody in the group or somebody in the circle just needs to be that example and actually be the first to start saying, you know what, you know, and and this goes out to anybody that may have a circle or may have one friend or may have three friends or four friends that, you know, that are, you know, somebody in that circle needs to say, I'm the guy that's going to be checking up on everybody. And we all need to check up on each other. You know, whether we do it once a week, whether we do it once a month, whether we get together and we all go around and we all go check each other's brain and see where we're at and let out whatever's on our chest, regardless of how embarrassing it is, no judgment, um, whatever's going on with you, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're dealing with, get it out on the table. Um, You know, because it's not done, I don't think. It's not done. 
we all have these parts to play in life sometimes where we feel like we got to be the man, where we feel like we got to be tough, where we got to be, you know, you know, everything's good, but you know, it's, it's a power thing. It's an ego thing. We can't help it. It's part of the DNA of being a man. It's just the way things are, you know, I mean, men and, and these days, most men, we're already completely demanized as it is. There's no man left. I mean, there's nothing much left that we have that sort of feeds that natural ego sometimes. Um, you know, it's all gone. We can't do nothing. We can't say nothing. We can't, we tiptoe, we walk on eggshells. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't, you know, and, and we try to make sure we, we, we're just completely respectful and, and everything else when it comes to other people, when it comes to, um, female relationships, when it comes to, um, you know, whatever it is, it, it's just difficult, man. It's, it's difficult to be just a regular guy. It's really hard to be just a regular guy these days. Um, and it's hard. It's, it's, it, it's stuff that we deal with and we don't ever talk about. And, um, but anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast guys. Welcome to episode number 40, uh, 44. Um, and, uh, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. It's a, it's a, it's a nice Monday night. Uh, I'm not used to doing this on Monday nights, uh, you know, or at night really much anymore, but, um, I just came back from out of town. Um, I was down in Melbourne, um, and, uh, doing some stuff down there for a week. Um, I did not expect to come home this late, but you know, here we are. Um, I didn't know whether to do the podcast or not. I kind of wasn't my head. I didn't know if I was really in it. I may, I'm too tired. Um, you know, I try to come up with all these excuses not to do it, but you know what? I decided to do it anyway. Um, and, uh, we're here. Okay. Because it is Monday, right? And it's the day that we do this. It's the day that I do this show. So it has to be done. The show must go on regardless of what's happening and regardless of what my day has been. Um, but man, I had a great week. Um, I uh, had a great week, uh, did some experimentation as far as uh, music-wise, had some time, a little bit of studio time. Um, I told you last week that I'm kind of dabbling in a bit of music stuff just to kind of see where that goes, um, learning, making a lot of mistakes, uh, disliking a lot uh, of uh, my own personal uh uh, you know, just hearing my voice and all that type, type of stuff. It's like, uh, you know, stuff I got to get over. Um, but I'm really challenging myself this week. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see where it goes. But uh, enough about that. I want to talk about that. Um, I just want to get into this while my head is clear, while I've got this opportunity, while my head is clear. And and what I was talking about in the start um, of the podcast was something I was thinking about on the drive up. Um, you know, it, had a long drive back here and uh, was thinking about something. And I was thinking about, like, how often am I checking up on my people, on my brothers or my sisters or my um you know, close relatives, how often am I checking up on them? You know, am I doing it enough? You know, I've, I've thought like, you know, I've, I've tried to keep a routine. I try to keep a routine of checking up on people, people that 
I love and people that I care about and that are close to me and making sure I ask the right questions and not just a hi, how are you? How's everything going? Great. Here's what I'm doing. I try not to do that. I try to go. Sometimes I try to get straight to it. You know, sometimes you just want to check on people and not just ask them, how are you doing? And not really, how are you doing? How are you really doing? How is your mental health? Where is your mind at? What are you thinking about? Um, I had a coworker that uh, the job I had before, um, the job that I last was at, that I left, um, I had a coworker, um, you know, close friend of mine and coworker, that every day I asked him, where is your mind at? Like, where is your brain at right now? Tell me where it's at. So as soon as they came into work, that's the first thing I would ask is where is your mind at? Give me an idea of where your mind is at right now. And the reason I did that is legit, I want to know where you're at mentally. If you're my friend and you're close to me and you're my brother and you're my sister, I want to know where you're at mentally. I don't want you to go and tell me how your day is and how, you know, everything's great. No, tell me where you're really at. I'm asking you because I want to know. Because I want to make sure you're, you're mentally right. You know, so, so I started, like, asking myself, like, am I, am I doing it enough? Am I checking up on my people enough? And, and something that I started thinking about was, well, what about the men? What about the men? You know, your brothers, are you checking up on them enough? Are you checking up on your circle enough? Because men's mental health is one of those weird, still, even though it's getting better, it's still one of those weird stigmas about when it comes to, like I was saying, in terms of ego, in terms of um, feeling weak, is when... You come out with it as a man and say, I'm struggling with this mentally. I'm struggling with this. I feel like I may have depression or I feel like I may have something wrong with me. Like there's something wrong with my brain. Some of the wires are not crossing right. There's that stigma behind that when a man admits it and when he talks about it, that it's a sign of weakness, that it's a sign that he is not really a man. And even when you're sometimes with your closest friends and your closest relatives or whoever, there is still that stigma on a man's side that, well, he's, there's something wrong with his mind or there's something wrong with his brain. He's got a shortcoming mentally that he's not really a man. There's something, like, it's a weakness. Right? It feeds into that male ego side. Um, you know, and, and fight, you know, and as a man, here's the thing as a man, right? And, and I'm going to try to, let me, let me speak this from my own, my own experience uh, dealing with this myself. So, as a man, fighting, fighting and battling depression as a man 
like is half is really just half the battle right the other half of that battle that when you're fighting it when you're dealing with it is fighting fighting the I guess stigma, man. Fighting the stigma that goes along with it. Okay, and all those things that I talked about. The weakness stuff. The ego stuff. Being looked at like you're not a full man. You know? You know, it, it's, it's getting an understanding that what you're dealing with is an actual, like, it's an illness. Okay, it's an actual illness that you're dealing with. It's not a test of your man. It's not a show of like where you're at as a man. It's none of that stuff. It's an actual illness. Depression is an illness, right? And you know, the fear of being perceived as weak minded. The fear of being looked at differently. You know, when... Okay, all right, look. Speaking for me. Speaking for me. You battle this thing where you have friends, you have family members... You may be in a relationship, okay? You have this fear like you're going to be looked at differently, okay? You have this fear that you're going to be started to be treated differently as soon as you start talking about it, right? You know, it's like when you tell somebody that, you know, you've got some kind of injury or, you you know, you got a bad knee or something, and all of a sudden people start coddling to your injury, Right, it's annoying because you're like, no, don't, no, don't, don't fuss. Just, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, my arms, my shoulders are a little sore, but I'm good. I can play. No, 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 no. You got a sore shoulder. You should stay on the bench. You should stay seated, man. Take it easy. That it's so, it's annoying, right? As a man, it's annoying because you're like, no, I'm good, but everybody's trying to tell me I'm not. Okay, but your ego side is like, I'm good, but everybody's trying to tell me I'm not. Okay, so when it's, it's, it's very hard for men to come out and say, okay, I'm dealing with this. Look, I've seeked help and I've been diagnosed with depression. I've seeked help and I've been diagnosed with chronic depression, right? And you let people know that. There's that period of time where you feel like everybody's going to look at me differently. People are going to look at me strange. People are going to look at me like I'm on the edge or I'm on the verge of doing something to myself. Okay? Where it's not, it's not taken as, it's not taken that what you have is an illness. It's taken that what you have is a weakness. And that's one of the biggest barriers that as a man that you struggle with is that, is that once you come out with it and you start saying that stuff and you start saying all these things that are going on with you and you start being real with people like, this is what I'm going through, okay? Um, most of my life, I'm happy. But there are periods of time where 
I'm depressed, where I just don't feel right. And yeah, and 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 look, it takes a lot of strength to do that. First of all, it's not a weakness. It takes an enormous amount of strength as a man to be able to come out and say that, right? But there's still that fear there. There's that fear of being judged. Um, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know, we still, even though, you know, most of us, most of us men that are in relationships are not really, we don't play the same part as we did 10 years ago. It's different now, right? So it's, it's, it's changed now. So as a man, we've, we've, you know, and, and in my generation or a little bit older, we've had to sort of figure out a way to sort of navigate like what we thought we were supposed to do as a man in a relationship is now completely different now. I don't even know what it is. I can't even figure it out. But but if you, you there's still that side of us that feels like if I got to take care of if I'm taking care of my woman, I got to be strong as a man. I can't come out there and say, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm sad today or I'm I'm having uh issues with my depression today." A lot of us sometimes, you know, where we struggle sort of being honest with our partner or we struggle being honest in a relationship and saying, look, I'm really dealing with this. I'm good. I'm still strong as a man. I can still take care of you. I can still protect you. I can keep you safe, et cetera, et cetera. But unfortunately, or, you know, there's there's going to be times where I will battle this and I will go through this. Um You know, uh, if you're a family man, you know, if you're a, if you've got a wife and you've got kids and you've got people that depend on you and you've got people that rely on you um, as a father, as a provider, as a husband, and you're going through something that is defeating you mentally, um, th- that's not in the plate. That's not in the cards for you to bring that up often as a husband as a father. It's not in the cards for you to bring that up. Okay? Because you are you are at the you know how do I put this that's not how do I put this it doesn't sound like it's old school sort of stuff. You're still kind of the man of the house, right? There's still that there. I know, I know, I know, I know, there's no such thing as a man of the house anymore, right? Or whatever. But you're still the man of the house. And you still feel like you have to be... That you still... Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's difficult. (sighs) Screw it. Um, I don't care if it's not PC or not, whatever. As the man of the house, you feel like you're in charge, okay? You feel like you're in charge. And... You know, you can't come out there and start telling your kids and your wife that you're going through this stuff mentally because you feel like everybody's going to look at me like a failure as a provider, like a failure as a protector because um, I've got this sort of issue. I've got an issue. um, I've got an issue with depression and I struggle sometimes mentally, you know, it. It's it's there. The stigma is still there. Now there's been there's been many strides. I'm you know over the over the years about bringing more bringing this up more. 
But it, this, the issue is that it's still there for a lot of us. And it's still there for me. Like a lot of times this stuff is still hit, is still there with me. You know, this stuff I don't want to say sometimes. You know, I've told you guys a bunch of stuff a lot of times. But a lot of times I, there's a lot of things I don't want to say. And there's a lot of stuff I've said on here that often I wish I didn't say. Because even though this is a no judgment free, this is a judgment free zone. Like anything that happens on getting my head together is a judgment free zone. Okay. Nothing is off the table here. Okay. Or on the table, whatever. Um, but you know, there's times where I feel like, ah, I feel like I'm going to be judged. I feel like I'm going to be judged. You know, I feel like I'm going to be judged as a man. I feel like my ego is going to be, um, you know, my ego has been damaged now, you know, uh, I don't know, man, the ego thing is the, it's, it's such a damaging thing. It, ego is such a damaging thing. It's used as a defense mechanism, but at the end of the day, it actually provides no value to you whatsoever mentally, especially if you're going through something that you're not addressing. If you're using ego as a defense you know, or if you use an ego as a part of your per daily personality and you're going through stuff and you just use your, you use that ego thing as a way to kind of deal with it, it's, it's going to fail. It will fail every time because I tried it. <laughs> I've tried it every time and it has never worked out because I didn't deal with the underlying issue. I used these other measures to make myself feel like, you know, um, you know, I'm more of a man, you know, um, you know, and it's hard to seek help, you know, it's hard to seek help. We don't know how to ask for help. That's number one. Asking for help is like, you know, that's like, you know, a man doesn't ask for help. That's like rule number one on whatever fake you know, um, invisible playbook we get when we come into the earth is number one, we don't ask for help. We don't like asking for help. We don't want to ask people for help. We don't want to admit we need help, right? So when you have to go as a man, go seek help for your mental issues, like that is like low on the table. That's like low on the list. You know, it's, you know, because we, you know, we feel shame. There's a lot of it is shame. We feel shameful. Um, you know, not, we don't own our situation. We don't own it. Uh, we just think, oh, it'll go away. Uh, that'll be good. I'm just having a rough day. But, you know, if you have, if you have five, four rough days a week, that's not a rough day. There's something wrong, right? Um, I've talked about it on here before, is, 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 is owning up to your situation, owning up to it. We go into denial all the time. All of us, most of us in the world walk around with denial. We think nothing's wrong. We think everything's fine. There is no issue. We don't own up to our situation. And hiding from it is the best defense that we have. Hiding away from what the underlying issue is that we are dealing with is our 
only defense. We hide it, and we keep it hidden, and we don't address it. And have you ever been called out on it? That's the other thing. Being called out on it. What I mean is, is like somebody, you do, you feel like you do this great job, right? You feel like you do this great job of hiding what you're going through. And somebody can see it and somebody calls you out on it. You know, you don't seem yourself or you don't, you know, somebody says like, I'm trying to think of a comment. Like you always seem sad or somebody says a comment like, you seem sad, you know, or you don't seem to ever smile. You seem to be glum or low. And somebody called you out on it, like, because that's how you really feel. And you get defensive, you know, you get defensive, like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. That's just, you know, that's just my face. That's just the way I act, you know, and you don't address it. And you hide it all the time. If somebody calls you out on it, you get defensive. And defensive is another way that we use to hide from the real issue. Depression is an illness. You know, depression is an illness. It's not... You know, you're not defective. You're not at fault. You're not to blame. It's not because of you. Some people, not everybody's brain is the same. Not everybody is built the same way. We all have different strengths in different areas. I mean, some of us are good mentally, legitimately. Some people just have that mental state of mind where they're just able to deal with everything that comes their way in their stride. But there are others that don't. Doesn't make them any less of a man. Doesn't make them any less of a human being. It's just that that's the way your wires are crossed. And until you, until you embrace that, until you actually start like sort of accepting it, and you pick up on it, and you stop hiding from it, And you break out of the habit of hiding because hiding becomes a habit. Hiding becomes your best tool to deal with it without dealing with it, right? So, yeah, and and, and we feel like we always got to hide it as a man. Like we always feel like we have to hide it away, lock it away, in the dark and never bring it up, never discuss it, never talk about it until one day you either just explode or you do something crazy or you ruin a good thing or you destroy a marriage or you destroy a relationship or you push family members away or you push friends away. That's when it becomes... The worst part of that is that, you know, the hiding of it feels so good because I don't deal with it and I don't want to talk about it and I don't want to address it because I know once I do, everything changes. I can control this right now if I don't deal with it. 
So if I hide it away, I don't need to address it. I don't need to bring it up. I don't need to talk to it. I don't need to talk to somebody about it. I don't have to try and explain it to every friend, relative, girlfriend, whatever, that this is what I'm going through. And everybody, and feeling like everybody's going to judge me and look at me differently. You know, if anything, if anything, facing your problems, facing your problems as a man, and admitting that you're struggling with something, and admitting that you're struggling with a personal demon, right? That's what a real man does. You face up to your problems. You face up to them. And I think a lot of times as men, we need to be more accepting of what our friends or, you know, our brothers are. We need to be more accepting of what each of us go through. And kill that, that male ego shit. Kill it. W- what does that do? You know, you should want what's best for the people that you care about. You should want what's best for the circle that's around you. You know, if you got a brotherhood, if you got people that, you know, you're tight with, you should want the best for them. The absolute best. And, you know, getting caught up in all the, rah, you know, the rah-rah and the yeah, man, you know, we, we're all men here. You know, we're all good mentally. We tough, we strong. You know what? Nine times out of ten, if that's a group of five people, there's going to be at least three people in that group that's going through something that will never say it. And it just takes one, man. It just takes one to just say, Guys, I want to tell you what's going on with me. And you know what? Once you do it, once you get the courage, once you're the first person to actually come out and do it, that's when you get you got, you know, that's when you get someone next to you doing it. And they might start talking. And you know what? Then the whole table starts talking. Then the whole group starts talking. And then everybody feels comfortable with each other. And you know what? You feel a million dollars better because you started talking about it. And talking about what's real. And when you start talking about what's real, that's when everybody starts to move up. They start to level up because you're able to kind of start battling these personal demons and issues and problems and frustrations and anger and all this stuff that's in you that you hold back all the time. You're able to actually start getting it out. And then you start leveling up in life, right? You start things start progressing because of that dynamic that you're able to have that frank, open conversation about it without the feeling of being judged. You know. So, 
check on your people, man. Check on your people. You know, I think in these times where, I don't know, we, we all don't have a lot of people we can turn to now. There's not a whole lot of people now that you can say that you can turn to. You know, everything is very artificial now. Everything is very fake. You know, you might have, a, think you have a thousand friends in the world. <laughs> Man, really? That that thousand friends, you probably got three in there that's got you back. Well, it's going to give a fuck, honestly. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's the way the world is, you know. Everything is so fake and artificial and and, and it's, it's all, it's all fake, fake, fake. You know, it's not real. Nobody actually talks about anything. It's fake this and fake that. And, and it's just not, who does it help? It doesn't help you. It's great to have lots and lots of friends, man. But if they ain't checking up on you, if, you, if, they, if they're not concerned about where you're at mentally, you know, that, I don't know, it's not beneficial. It's not beneficial. So check up on your people. You know, sometimes you can pick up on these signs. You can pick up on signs of what's going on. You know, a man will always have a sign on him that shows that he's in some type of way dealing with depression. You know, we act out. You know, men that act out, whether they act out in, in, a, in a violent way, whether they act out in, a, in aggressive manners, whether they're getting in fights all the time, whether they just act out in ways that are self-destructive. Um, when they, I know for me, one of my signs that I picked up on that I was dealing with stuff in a, in mentally that I was hiding was I would, be get, I would get very irritable. Very irritable, like when things didn't go my way, when things didn't work out the way I wanted, I would get very irritable. Irritable. You know, and, 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 and a lot of that's anger, man. A lot of it is anger. Angry that you're, I don't know, you're just angry at the world. You're angry at yourself. You know, you're angry that you can't, you're angry that you're dealing with this because you don't want to deal with it, but you you deal with it every day as soon as you wake up in the morning and you bottle it down and you push it down and you deal with it later and you get, you just, it just builds up. The anger starts building up, you know, and you don't even know what you're angry at anymore. You're just angry. You wake up angry for no reason, man. You know what that's like? Any idea what that is like, man, when you wake up in the morning and you know what? For those five seconds, right? Those five seconds when you wake up in the morning and you don't actually sort of, you have no feeling, right? You have no feeling. You've forgotten everything. You don't know yourself. You don't know your mind. You wake up with this clear head for like five seconds, and then it all starts to come back down on you, and you start remembering everything, and you start remembering this, or remembering that, and, 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 and then it all starts over again, and you do this every day, you do this every day, you know, and your, your anger just builds up, 
because it never gets out and you never talk to anybody about it. And it affects everybody around you. The other thing, the other thing, and and I'm going to wrap this up soon. Another sign that for men, this is just for men really, specifically. Another sign that men will show, and, and this is based off, of course, my own experience as well, is that we immerse ourselves in, in time. You, you immerse all your time and you immerse yourself in time-distracting things. <laughs> time-distracting behavior, right? So what does that mean? You get, you get lost up in work. Um, that was one of my big coping mechanisms. I just immersed myself in work. Just work. You know, from as early as I could until as late as I could. You know, whether it's working multiple jobs, whether it's working late and late or taking that extra shift or, you know, your boss needs you to stay late. You're the first hand up because you know what? If I leave here on time, I got to go home and deal with my problems. Right. So you immerse yourself in distracting work and busy work so that you don't have to think so that you can turn your mind off so that you can get completely distracted by just working that. You know, I don't have to deal with my problems. That was one of my biggest signs that I picked up on is that, you know what, why am I not going home? You know. Why am I not going home? If there's someone waiting for me at home, if I got a wife, I got a girlfriend, and they're waiting for me to get off work and I don't leave because you know what? If I go home, I got to go through the whole charade again. I got to hide everything. I got to act like everything's okay. Uh, I got to pretend everything's good. And I got to do that whole charade and you know, put on this whole facade like everything's good. And you know what? I don't feel like dealing with that. So I'm just going to stay at work. I'm just going to go and do this. I'm going to go and do that. I'm going to do a bunch of tasks and a bunch of other random stuff that doesn't mean anything and you don't need to do. But you know what? It's going to take a few hours. So you know what? I'm going to do it because it's going to distract me. Um, that's a big sign. That's a big sign. You know, if you're always out and you're always working, you're never home, there's something up. There's something up. There's something that you're avoiding. Yeah, 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 we all have the purpose. You know, we're all purpose-driven. We all got to be at work for 37 hours a day and, you know, because we got to get this money and everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get all that. I get all that stuff. But there's something underlying there. There's definitely something underlying there. And also just avoiding your friends. You know, avoiding your friends, um, distancing yourself from relationships. When you start to distance yourself from close relationships, there's something underlying there. You know, if you don't want to go home to your wife, if you don't want to go home to your girlfriend, there's something up. There's something up. There's something wrong. You know, especially if they, it's not because of your relationship that's depressing you. You know, you might have a great relationship, 
You know, you might have a loving, caring wife, but for some reason, you know, it's not enough. It's not enough to get you through because there's other stuff going on up there. And just the sign that you push people away. You push people away. Even when they try to talk to you. And even when they ask you, man, where are you at? Where are you at right now mentally? And you avoid the question and you avoid that person and you don't talk to them or you stay away from them. And you start pushing them away because they're asking too many questions. They're asking too many questions of stuff I don't want to talk about. And I don't want to deal with because you know what? I'm a man and I'm not supposed to have these problems. So you distance, you start distancing people and you start pushing people away. You know, that might really care about you. You know, it's self-destructive behavior that you deal with. Um, so these are the signs. These are some of the signs. There's probably other signs. These are just ones that I thought of off the top of my head that I know that I dealt with for you know, 15 years, 20 years, whatever, uh, that these were my coping mechanisms for, you know, from hiding from what was really going on. So watch out for the signs, keep an eye on the signs and address things, you know, check up on people that, you feel like there's something up and be persistent with it and be consistent with it. And you know what? Often, most of the time, we're not going to give it up in the first ask. And you got to ask a few times and you got to give people a little space. But at the same time, you got to keep persisting at it until they crack, until they talk about it. Because if they don't, they're just going to hold it in forever. Trust me, men are capable of it. We can hold it in forever. Okay, anything mental-wise, we can keep it inside for until the day we hit the grave. Okay, so be persistent with it. Um, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. If I, and the reason I thought about all this stuff today was because I'm not sure. I, I didn't get that. Okay, I didn't get that when I was going through all my stuff. I didn't have much of a group of, uh, you know... <sighs> I did, but, you know, it's, it's often difficult to admit, man. It just takes time, um, you know, and, and, and you feel bad, you know, because even when you have close people that check up on you or ask, you hold back still, even though you know you're not going to be judged. Um, but, you know, we've all got somebody. There's got to be somebody. There's got to be somebody. Um, and and there's, there's other things you can do too, man. Like I, and I, I don't have a list of stuff, but there's plenty of organizations and there's plenty of um, companies that deal with this type of stuff where you can just call and talk to a random stranger. And a lot of people over the phone talking to somebody that you don't know, that you don't have any connection with, that doesn't know you, that you're able to just talk to, and just get it all out. Talking and getting it all out works every single time. So there are means and ways for you to do that. If you're not comfortable with talking to friends and family and your wife or your girlfriend, call one of these numbers. 
call one. Just Google it. I don't have I don't have the list. I should. That's that's my bad. I should because I just thought of this now. Um, but Google it. I think there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I, the first one that comes to mind is Beyond Blue. Um, that's like a hotline you can call just to talk to somebody. So there is another route you can go to. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, it's important. It's important. It's important we do this. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, that, that's it for me tonight, guys. Um, I've gotten that all off my chest. And, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great talking to you this evening. Thank you very much, everybody out there that's been listening to the podcast. Uh, still, thank you so much. Uh, please, if you can, subscribe to the podcast, comment and like for me. Um, you know, I, I would appreciate, man, anything I can get uh, just to help me keep this thing going. And uh, also the YouTube channel, Get My Head Together podcast uh, on YouTube. Please subscribe um, and comment. Um, and that's it. You know, that's all the stuff. Um, but uh, that's it from me. Thank you so much, guys. Um, have a good night, good day, good week. And um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you.